Welcome to Dark Side Adventures, an 18 and older, not safe for work podcast, where we explore the dark side of sex, the world of kink, fetish, and the BDSM lifestyle. Oh man, everybody, welcome back. Another episode of Dark Side Adventures. Man, of course, we are your hosts. I am Edwin. I'm Coco. This is a very, very special episode for you all. Um, We were made aware of a situation that hits close to home for both Edwin and I, and we kind of just wanted to chat about it, and we thought you guys would like to hear some of our thoughts. Agreed. Um, There's... At this point, there's many places to start as far as the the situation, but let's let's kind of just talk about the overall aspect of 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 the issue. Um, and, and that would be what we'd like to say is is um, a rule that should never be broken. Basically, any type of no, um, any type of discomfort, um, coercion, yeah, yeah, coercion, any type of duress. Any anything of the sort, whenever it comes to doing or feeling uncomfortable in uh, BDSM, I should just say as a whole. Um, man, like once once Coco <laughs> sent me this. Well, I shouldn't even say message. We were just talking on the phone, and she just kind of brought this up. I had I only want to say like a lot of emotions, but there was a lot of things that I was just kind of feeling just because. I know I'm not the whole BDSM community, but there are certain things that we, you know, even on the show, we say that are just non-negotiable. And at what point, at what point do you draw the line? Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, these are, I mean, a lot of these things are things we preach over and over and over again. I guess we should probably kind of give you guys a, a clearer idea of what happened. Um, we were made aware of somebody who was violating consent and coercion and um, not negotiating well. I know, I know, not everybody negotiates well, um, <laughs> but they were using their negotiations to coerce people into doing things that were they weren't particularly comfortable with, and kind of just abusing their power. And so that's. That's what we're talking about. That's kind of the situation. Uh, like I said, it's, it's happening close to home for both of us. Mm-hmm. Just being in the area as well as um, surprisingly um, knowing a few people that are caught in the, what I like to say, the crossfire. Yeah. Um, man, like, like I said, there's while we were talking on the phone, I was just saying there, there's just too many layers to peel back on that. So many Whenever you violate consent, it's almost like you have literally forced somebody to break a limit. And to to even go in depth with that is like we always say, like, you know, set your soft limits, set your hard limits. Well, we don't really ever talk about what happens whenever they're broken or even mm-hmm. forcibly broken. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk a lot about like, you know, doing things safely so it doesn't cause any trauma, you know, so you have a good experience and whatnot. Well, whenever, especially somebody new, and that's mm-hmm. what that's ooh, that's what makes it so so hot right now is because whenever somebody new joins the community, like you want them to have a good experience, you want them to slowly take those steps and not be afraid of it. 
But the problem is, is whenever you just do the wrong things or, or take the wrong steps um, and these people get hurt and then. Well, and I like to equate the new people in the community to, to babies. So mm-hmm. when something, cause they are, they're a baby to the community, not talking about, you know, little play, but like they're new to the community. It's like a baby's new to the world and to life. And when something bad happens to them like that, is a hundred times worse because especially in BDSM well and in England like we preach like babies should be safe new people to our community mm-hmm. should be safe we preach consent and safety and all of these things and yet there's still people out there who will will purposefully mm-hmm. do these things that that cause trauma that hurts you that are not okay there's there's a big difference between an an actual oops oh my god I fucked up right there I'm so sorry I'm gonna stop the scene because I did something I shouldn't have mm-hmm. and doing something that wasn't enthusiastically consented to and had informed consent mm-hmm. given before the scene started and just saying oopsie and giggling mm-hmm. and then still probably going on with the scene too so um There's a lot in question, and I'm just kind of like internally fighting with it because I understand where everybody's coming, or I shouldn't say everybody, but I kind of understand the people who've been hurt are coming from, you know, like this happened to me. I don't want to see this happen again. Um, how can we prevent this? Like, at least I'm speaking up. I have the courage to say something because a lot of people, they get hurt and they don't even tell you. Um, you know, and they just leave the community and that's that already in itself is a bad rap because then you get the people that are saying like, oh, kink is terrible, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like I've been hurt, you know, uh, anyway. Um, Coco, Coco, I'm just going to go ahead and say, go ahead. Cause the things I want to say, I definitely should not say. But it, it is hard, especially when you know the person who has, who's the abuser. And mm-hmm. in this situation, it's not one person coming out for a uh, one person against the other person said a he said she said situation or a she said she said situation. It's it's multiple people coming out with the same story and very similar situations and very similar issues happening. And so knowing the abuser, it's really hard to be like, well, it, it, it's very easy to be like, oh, they wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. It's very, very easy to, to think that, oh, like I know this person, they wouldn't do that. And it's, it's hard to remember because emotions get involved. It's hard to remember that just because one person doesn't abuse you, doesn't do anything like that to you is okay to you doesn't mean that they aren't abusing somebody else, they aren't hurting someone else, they aren't violating the consent of someone else. And it's, you know, it, it's a fine line to walk because, yeah, you want to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, uh, but it's, you know, the more, especially in the beginning, when one person comes mm-hmm. out, 
you know, I have, I have been on both sides of it. And, you know, I have seen, you know, people come out and say awful things about somebody that weren't true, but Mm -hmm. because of these, but because, you know, they'll, they'll say awful things and accuse people of abuse and, and, you know, they are looking for attention or they are looking to get back at this person. And so, you know, yeah, you want to believe the victims and you want to believe that, but there's also, you know, a part of me because of that situation that wonders, well, is this, is this really true? Or they're trying to get back to it. That's Uh why, you know, yeah, it's hard, but in this situation that Edwin and I were made aware of, it's, it's multiple people. So saying the exact same things and it, you know, it shows that no, they're not trying to get back at this person. They're not trying to to ruin this person's reputation. They're trying to show that they were hurt and they're trying to show that they were abused and they were coerced and they were taken advantage of by somebody who is in a position of authority and a position of respect. Um, and this person is is in that position. They are um, a, in a position of authority in one of the dunge- dungeons. They own one of the groups. They were very active in a lot of the other groups in this area. And so that just is like a double whammy. And it's, it's my heart goes out to the people that this person used. Mm-hmm. So especially at the moment, um, there are, um, according to the, the post that we found and the information that we have, um, you know, these victims have told their stories multiple times, have been forced to relive, relive, relive this multiple mm-hmm. times, and people still aren't believing them and still aren't taking it seriously, even though they say they are. And this person is still allowed in what are supposed to be safe spaces of the dungeon and the play, um, play spaces, in the community. And there's not, there's not anything. It, it feels hopeless that there's not anything to do, that they can do. And I think that's the worst part, just just the feeling of, well, if, you know, I told the leader of this group what happened and I went into detail and had to relive this horrible thing and they said, oh, that's terrible, you know, consent violators or this or that are not, you know, part of our group, we don't stand by that. And then this leader goes on and promotes an event that is being held and was created by and hosted by this person. And it just shows a double standard, mm-hmm. which is terrible. Um, especially since I've, I've seen this person because there's awful people out there, awful, mm-hmm. awful people out there. And, you know, in the community, you do see sad as it is, you do see people who abuse their 
their authority, who violate consent, who don't listen, who, who don't give the other side of the slash their proper respect. Mm. And I have seen this person go all up in arms for the victims and fight for the victims. And yet here they are abusing them. Mm-hmm. And it's terrible. Um, it's rough. And um, there's, I know people say, oh, but it wouldn't happen to me. It wouldn't, you know, I don't know. I don't know the victim. I don't know this predator. I don't know this abuser. I don't, I don't know them. How am I going to help it? I don't want to be a part of the drama. Well, yes, I can understand that because by, you know, quote unquote, injecting yourself into this drama by finding out what's happening and siding with the victim, yeah, you can, it does create a bigger thing, but it also supports the victim, which is what we need. And it promotes a... I like how we'll put this article that we found, um, not really article, but like this message written out that we found down below, um, if you guys want to read it, but it, it says in here, and I really like how they put it. So it, it says in here, even though he tries to downplay his connection by saying he's a volunteer, like that's supposed to be an excuse. So you would help them, them being the abuser for free, would volunteering to help a group of people that committed or protects crimes or unethical behavior make your support for them any less relevant? This personal slash individual community mindset has permeated throughout the overall community. Is this any different than what has been happening for years now? On the flip side, only when the group decided it would affect their personal community and social capital would they remove a predator. Nothing will change until this mindset is more about the actual community rather than just you. Community, but excuse me, the only community that is of, is of concern or are willing to actually advocate for is their own personal community, their group, friends, partners. Only then will they actually care other than the performative statements of Oh, we we stand with the victim. Mm. So I like how they put it in here, how the how the author puts it in here. Because it's true. We do preach about community and the sense the, the sense of community that we have and how how we feel like BDSM is a family, but it's also very high school-esque to me. Mm-hmm. It's split up into groups and cliques. And when things like this happen, when an abuser is brought to light and shown for who they are, that abuser is interweaved with multiple cliques and multiple groups. And only only those that are really close to the victim will truly advocate 
And that is such a shame. Mm -hmm. Victim or the accuser, you know, at this point. So, um, man, I had to take some notes there. But <laughs> no, the, the last, the I think it was like two points, not even two points, like maybe a point ago, you had mentioned something that I had written down um, like in the middle of you talking, but it, it, we do advocate, like practice what you preach. Like, yeah, we're not religious, but I guess BDSF technically is a religion. Um, you know, practice what you preach. Like, you know, I agree with you, Coco. We do preach a sense of, you know, community, um, being able to be, you know, trustworthy as well as, you know, um, making sure consent is a big aspect, making sure everybody's safe, you know, safety. Um, but that kind of brings me to my next point is security. And I mean, security as um, in multiple parts. So let me start by saying when you're in a powerful position like that, or you're running a quote unquote business in, in that, in that sort, we also talk about dungeon monitors and, you know, safety guards, right? Well, at some point you would have thought after saying no or any distress that there would be a dungeon monitor that, you know, had seen something or maybe um, could bring something to light. And maybe on the other hand, maybe there was, and they're, yeah, like you said, inter interwined with the, um, or I guess interweaved with, with the web, the webs that they've created. Um, and I'm not going to, you know, say anybody or like try and call anybody out or, you know, blame anybody, but, um, you know, whenever it comes to new people, a lot of times the dungeon monitors, they, they, they can kind of tell if you're new or not, even in a big play space like that. So you would, you would think that somebody would be watching them along with, um, you know, I guess the accuser and the high authority power, um, um, it, it just kind of makes it makes everything feel a little bit weird because even with that, like we also preach like making friends in BDSM. Mm -hmm. So you would think that there would be a friend to kind of see everything that's going on as well. You know what I mean? Um, the article makes, makes many cases, but I feel like there's still too many loose parts as well. Mm -hmm. Um uh, it, overall, I think it if if this is a hundred percent true, which seems so, with the more accusations that truly actually do come out, um, it, it's it's kind of hurtful <laughs> overall, and and it's hurtful to all of us, whether you feel it or not, because what what could happen, or what you know, what I like to say could possibly happen, is you know you end up going to a play space, right, and. Let's just say you're playing with a new person. Something goes wrong. It's better to have eyes on it because at that point, it's, you know, your word versus theirs. Um, so I, I think everybody needs to um, have like either like an onlooker or somebody looking, uh, give or take if you've like played with that person a couple of times. Obviously, you've had that trust like that's OK. But in this case, it's new people like it's, it's brand new people. people. It's pick up play. Yep. It's. And these, some of these new people, like, they might be like, okay, yeah, you can, you know, uh, touch me with that or play with, you know, uh, use that uh, weapon of ass destruction, as I like to say. Um, some of these people don't even know what they do. Mm -hmm. You know, they've never felt, you know, something maybe stingy or something maybe thuddy or, you know, pointy. Um, Wherever, or in this situation, this, this person really likes electro play. That's what they're known for. 
in yeah. the thing. And uh, true play is such edge play. Mm-hmm. And you have to very, very carefully negotiate it because it is so dangerous when done wrong. And most people, if you come into BDSM, a lot of people have had their butt spanked or have some sort of idea about that. Electro play is new for so many people. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, I know, you know, Edwin and I have, have talked about it multiple times, you know, have, you know, to vet and to play in, in public. And a lot of these things did happen in public, which is such a shame. Um, because yeah, dungeon monitors should be seeing that if they're there and, you know, that not every place has dungeon monitors, which is, I think is terrible, mm-hmm. including, there should at least be like one or two mm-hmm. and they should, you know, those, those dungeon monitors should be people who are not playing at all that night. Mm-hmm. So, um, but one one other thing, just also take notes, um, especially on pickup play and especially for new people and playing with somebody for the first time, I agree you should have somebody who is on your side watching. I have done that for Pua multiple times. In fact, I've told the story about it. I went and watched her first scene with one of her partners at a dungeon and you know, I was there and ready to kind of, I guess, jump in. Mm-hmm. Even though there were multiple dungeon monitors, I think they had at least 20 dungeon monitors on that night. But I was there watching her. I was there watching her. I and I watched. I listened to their negotiation, mm-hmm. so I knew what was going to what what was negotiated in there. I I sat right next to her for the whole thing. Um, and then I watched the entire scene and I was there to advocate for her when she hit her subspace, if she wasn't able to advocate for herself. Mm-hmm. And thankfully we were, you know, she was playing with somebody who was very trustworthy and did not have any issues stopping when she didn't like the one toy and anything like that. But that's, it's rough, especially yeah. if you're new to the scene and you don't really have any friends. It's, and, you know, you're playing with somebody who is, you know, vetted by other people and is in this position of power to say, yeah, I feel, I feel safe with this because I feel like other people have vetted, have vetted them out well and I, I trust the people who have vetted them. Man, um, but I guess overall, um, you know, just I, I guess this is kind of leading into last remarks too. Um, the overall guys, like these situations could happen in any dungeon. It, it just so happened that it happened so close to home, you know, for for you know both of us. Um, just man, just be more safe out there. Vet, vet, vet better. Um, you know, vet vet as much as you need. Uh, make sure that the person that you're playing with is is a hundred percent. Because you know, in this case, it's the right accusation. But let's let's play this. Well, what if it was the wrong accusation? So 
Uh, this could go many ways. So just choose the people that you play with, but always, you know, especially if you're brand new, um, just make sure you have somebody with eyes on you, even if they're not a hundred percent on your side. Um, eyes, eyes work well because if anything gets broken, you know, in this case, like, you know, in, in a dungeon or something like that, any, any mishaps it, besides the person watching, I'm sure they also have, you know, cameras and, you know, stuff in there. Not maybe necessarily. Oh, 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 uh, uh, well, somebody else to, to have uh, uh, extra eyes. We'll put it that way. So you'll have eyes on you, but extra eyes elsewhere. I should say it like that. So, um, but man, just guys, please, please just be safe out there because uh, it sounds bad, but this could have been any one of us. It, it really could have. So, um, and also with that too, I'm just going to add this little note. If you are in power and you you're trying to mean well, don't abuse that power. It's so that's, easy to do it. And that's all I got. Um, just quick note, you've probably heard Edwin's. Oh, oh. I've yeah. Never, <laughs> I've never been into a dungeon with cameras. Um, in fact, in every single dungeon I've been into, cameras were either 100% banned or you had to have an employee standing next to you if you wanted to take a picture so they could see what you were taking a picture of and make sure nobody was in the background. Because again, not everybody is out. And we don't play the blackmail game unless oh. you that's your kink. Yeah, true. Uh, well, I fairly mistake it. Uh <laughs> but that's why, you know, I, I agree with what you were saying, they'll get eyes on you, even if you don't know anybody else, you know, introduce yourself to a few people, be like, hey, this is my first time playing with so-and-so, you should, you know, watch my scene. Or, you know, if you have a friend there, ask them to watch the scene. And if you don't, you know, it's hard, because I want to say play anyways, because I have been lucky and very privileged in this, that you know, all of my scenes in public have been 100% okay. But like Edwin said, this could be any one of us. It is okay to call Brad if you feel uncomfortable at all. It is okay to end a scene if somebody does something you don't like. It is okay to hurt somebody's feelings by ending the scene. There is no expectation on you other than to enjoy yourself. And if you are not enjoying it because they touched your breast and you didn't want it, they touched below the belt and you didn't want it, they touched your butt, they touched whatever, they, you know, pressured you into something, it's okay to say no. And it is okay. And I, I hope you guys make a fuss of it right then. Mm-hmm. Because let it be known. Let it be known. Because I think it is amazing and I have the utmost pride for the victims who have come forward and told their stories. And for people for any victim who has come forward and told their story of their abuse. I am proud of you for surviving that and for being stronger and strong enough to share that with others so others can learn. But it's 
And that is so impactful. I'm not taking away from that at all. Mm -hmm. But if you are able to make a stink and call attention to it right then at that moment, it makes a big deal out of it. It's not you overreacting. It's you advocating for your own safety. Because this goes back, very last remark, this goes back to what I've been saying since the beginning. No one else will advocate for your safety. So Mm -hmm. you have to. This is just the perfect point to illustrate that. That's sad as it is. It's rough. Yes. The community, the BDSM lifestyle can be the best place in the world until you find that person who makes it the worst. Just like any part of the world, even Disney, you know, the happiest place <laughs> on earth. You'll find, You'll find somebody unhappy. You'll find somebody unhappy there. It comes with life. There's the ups and the downs. And this is a horrible down. Mm-hmm. We're strong and we'll get through it. We're just, man. I'm really going to have to, like, figure out, like, a way to do that series or something. Like, it's kind of been floated in my head. But, like, I always talk about, like, personal betterment. If there were better people, this would have been a better situation. So, um, man. With that, though, um, guys, uh, hopefully we've touched on a subject which we don't normally don't even like we try not to bring up these scenarios or situations but sometimes you you literally have to lay into it because there's like i said there's just too many layers here for everything so um man uh on a happy note we could kind of plug away here uh i know it's been uh i've been i know it's been a very a very serious situation like it was so serious we didn't even start with with the music on how serious this situation was but exactly. um maybe we can hopefully kind of lighten up the situation as a whole for you know dsa with you know hopefully we kind of plug away on some things so guys you can find us on twitter seriously at ds or dark s adventures um we we're, we're trying to post there you know uh routinely uh new tiktoks you already know monday and fridays that's a guarantee um, the uh, nuggets of gold still still coming along because I, I keep trying to mess with filters and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah they're improving and yeah. changing. I really think I might just leave them unfiltered because they kind of have like a little nice touch to them. We like it. Um, man, don't forget, guys, find us on of course our favorites Spotify. Man, you can find us on iHeartRadio. You can find us on Pandora. You can find us on Podbean. That's that's the biggest one, Podbean. No, no, the biggest one is Apple. Oh, I mean, Podbean is the most popular, but Apple is the biggest one. So oh, like, you need to, you need to. I would love if you guys reviewed and rated us on Apple. Um, it really does help. I mean, we're putting this out there for nothing, and it's it's pretty simple, especially if you're on like the app, just to go in and give us a quick, quick rating, an honest rating. I don't even care what the rating is. Give us an honest rating and a yep. quick little blurb. Um, it means the world to us um, that you guys are listening and that you guys are willing to rate and review and follow us on Spotify or iHeartRadio or anything like that. Because um, the more you guys interact with us, the more we are able to share what we want and what, you know, the whole purpose of this podcast is to share the knowledge we are learning with everyone and you guys following and interacting with us really makes a difference. 
Mm-hmm. And um, of course, uh, you guys have hopefully already been informed, but um, we are having our last episode here soon, uh, which means we will be wrapping up the 24 hours of kink. Uh, it's a little sad, but also a little exciting too, only because this is just one chapter of many. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's so nice to just like, you know, talk about a situation that we're like, you know what, we're going to at least do 24 hours of kink and we'll go with there. So, uh, maybe we'll find a way to kind of put it together where, um, you know, you know, you guys can just kind of binge it or just listen to it back to back and then, you know, just kind of make something for it where it's, you know, 24 hours of kink. Yeah, super excited for that. We appreciate you guys listening to this episode, even though it is kind of a downer, mm-hmm. not kind of, it is a downer, um, but we just felt it was important for us to talk about it because this is something that happens. And although it's not something we want to talk about, we just felt that it was something that we should talk about when this opportunity presented itself. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, be safe out there. And like we say, that, 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 that. Um, we are your hosts, of course. I am Edwin. I'm Coco. And we are out of here. We'll see you guys next time. Adios. Bye.